Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and I promise you we are going to convene the Bad Moms Club, but I understand that there is a caller who really Ooh, needs, callers. I love callers. needs to calling? talk to us. Oh, okay. um, hello, oh, caller. Hello, Sneaky and Wiley. How are you two today? Oh, oh is that the voice that of Jason familiar. Matheson? Hi, Jason. Oh. Yeah, a bad mom's smash, smad mom. Um, are you a bad mom today, Jason? Um, no, but uh, two people I know are bad, bad lying little friends. <gasps> I think that's you two. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think your audience should know the truth behind the fact that I didn't say I love you yesterday. Um, you sent an email out to the staff, all innocent, like, help us with a bid. Can you guys help us with a bid? <laughs> um, and I did it. And I, I point blank asked you, which I'm sure you didn't run that audio. Oh, we did. Said, oh, okay. Um, I'm like, you guys are up to something. Oh, yeah, oh no. 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 Oh, no, no. We're not up to anything. And then I get like 18 tweets this morning that um, I didn't say I love you to Colleen and how mean I am. It hurt really mm-hmm. bad. It did oh. hurt, Jace. Well, yeah. Okay, so here's what you can relate to, Jason. First of all, we knew that you loved us, which is I why we which is why we were not concerned when you didn't hear I I don't think you heard us. I don't think I did to be very honest with you. But the reason we were doing this was really because in the back of our minds we were hoping, well, we kind of assumed that when we called Lori and Julia, um that we wouldn't get an I love you back. That we were not going to get an I love you back and not only did we not get an I love you back, Jason, uh we didn't even get so much as a phone uh answer. Let me play oh. the beginning of it to you, okay? So Jason, as you mentioned, we touched base with everybody on our staff yeah. and said, we'd like for you to make yourselves available to do this. Please let us know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we did it over the course of two days so we could really accommodate people's schedules. Uh, and Julia gave us actually two different times and we tried both times and here's what happened. <laughs> You're going to love this. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. She sent us to voicemail. Oh, yeah. Well, as Bradley said, um, this is not a surprise nor a shock to me. This is why Julia is banned from the Jason show. Yeah, which I didn't know that she had been banned from the Jason show. And that just means we're in good company Mm -hmm. because we uh, we actually banned her a while back. Yeah. Because we asked her to do something, and what she did was, we asked her to fill in on the show. She came for fifteen for minutes. Fifteen minutes, so I could run down uh, and do something else. She did that, and the whole time she was on with Colleen Jason, she berated Colleen for the segment we do every day on our show. Oh, and then, uh, then we decided to let her back onto our show. 
And guess what? What? Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me yeah. twice. We got fooled again by Julia. Yeah. She did yeah. it again. The girl no. did it again. And you know what she does? Every what? time we give her a little bit, she comes back on our show and is like, you guys, this is so stupid. You Why do the dumbest so stuff. Me? I know. She's saying that right now. I'm sure she's in the double wide right now. Well, wait a minute. No, no. she doesn't get in until around 3 o'clock. She's anyway. getting her hair done. She's doing her cryogenics or whatever. Yeah. Pliotech- but, pliotechnics? What is she doing? Yeah, she was doing something. something. <laughs> well, we have, a, we have a calendar, and we have marked she has uh, declined an invitation four times to be on our show. And uh, this last time was the final straw. We shan't be booking them again. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. this is amazing. Did so, they not realize what opportunity they had? I mean, how, how many people are calling them up to be on TV? Well, I, I was doing it. I mean, look, we have a little bitty show, and it's great. I mean, we do. We, we, we hold our own. But, the, but what's funny about those two is, is the fact that if you listen to them at any given month, um, it's more Julia than my lovely Lori, but Julia's like, I don't know why we're not on TV, Lori. I don't know why we're not on TV. Mm-hmm. Someone should give us someone should give us the TV show. Colleen and Bradley, you've heard them say that, haven't you? A hundred oh, million God. times, yes. all the time. So I'm like, you know what? I said, we have a show. It's now all over the state. You know, we're, I'm proud of the staff. Why don't we give, give them some exposure? You know, uh, it's in Duluth now and in Rochester and in Wisconsin. Um, nope, nope, nope. Every time there's something, you know, they're washing their cat or something. I don't know. Well, my favorite is, and, and this applies to everything, and if you guys are just joining us, we love to have fun at uh, Lori and Julie's expense. Don't worry. Yes, do. They're just fine. Yes, um, we love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think Lori at this moment is in Hawaii yeah, somewhere. Yeah, she's okay. So she's okay. She's doing all right. Um, so my fa- favorite thing is that they will always want whatever it is that someone else has that they think they deserve, and, yeah. they, will, and they will shame the person who has it for having it because they don't have it. For example, Colleen and I get ready every day in, uh, you know, they have the double wide, right? So they've got their own. They uh, parked it there 15 years ago. Donnie, yeah. you know, preps everything for them, puts out their headphones every day for them. And then you know, they unlock his cage and let him come so they, into the studio to do the show. So it's not that they're in a box getting ready. Colleen and I share a room with like six other people who are getting ready. You know that the prep it's room. It's basically a dorm room. Yeah. Yeah. And at any given time, there could be, you know, upwards of six to eight people in there and everybody's talking and nobody's, you know, it's a chaotic space. One day, Julia comes in and she says, how come you guys get your own room? (laughs) I want this room. This is so nice in here and quiet. How come we don't get this? (laughs) And we're like, excuse me, do you understand who you're talking to? (laughs) <laughs> they have they have a whole condo to themselves. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, so, Jason, I think what I hear you saying, without yeah. saying it, because um, sometimes sometimes you say it best when you say nothing at all. Exactly. I think what, what I hear you saying is, I love you. That what I'm saying is the reason I'm calling is because I love you both very very much, and I hope both of you had a really good Valentine's Day with your family. Well, thank you. Uh, I and I will burgers just... with Jamie. It was wonderful. I hope you had some wonderful evening with Colin as well. We did. Thanks, guys. Love uh, you. I'm going to listen to the bad mom judge or court or whatever you're doing. I think we're not doing it now because yeah, no, uh, we ran out of time. Of... But we love you. <laughs> love you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye, thank you. dear. That was Jason from our morning show. On my talk one oh seven one, and when we come back, I get, yeah, sorry, bad moms. 
Guess we're going to have to save him up uh, for next week. Guess what? You'll still be bad next week. Trust Got me. News for you. Trust me. Uh-huh. When we come back, Bradley, we're going to have Grant Whitaker on, correct? Yeah. So Grant Whitaker, uh, Man About Town, is going to join us because there's an event you're going to want to go to. It's for a great cause, uh, and uh, he's helping it uh, be even hotter than it already is. It's ready or hot with Grant Whitaker when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. L.L. Bean yeah. has had this lifetime guarantee and they are revoking it. The Leah. story said somebody tried. Well, we're excited to have our next guest on the air with us. Uh, it's the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer, And our guest is Grant Whitaker. Uh, and he is here to talk about a really awesome event coming up. Yep. So he's going to tell us all about Ready or Hot Fashion Meets Passion for Plant Parenthood. It's a fashion show, a fundraiser. And a party, and uh, there are all sorts of uh, fun things happening that evening. Grant, thanks for being with us. Hi, Bradley and Colleen. How are you guys? We're good. Wonderful. Thank you. So for anybody who's not been to this event before, tell them why they want to go next week. Well, I mean, it's a fashion show that celebrates literally every race, every diversity, every body shape, every gender, every creed. It's a full celebration of individuals marching the runway for a really, really good cause, it's great music. It's at International Market Square. It's beautiful lighting. It's a fun evening out. And it's kind of the the best kind of going into spring break event that you would want to go to. It's Yeah, and obviously there's going to be some amazing fashion. It's just going to be, you know, all sorts of just sensory overload, right? Yeah, and, you know, I mean, this is a good celebration. Ready or Hot Benefits Planned Parenthood. You know, I think it's for a lot of people it's a very important cause right now, and I think it has been for many, many years. But I love this cause because I think it really, truly celebrates everybody. Well, and I'm looking at your list of models, and uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say that there are names on this list that people in the Twin Cities will recognize. Can you give a little peekaboo of some of the models that will be stomping the runway? Well, you know, it's funny. We've been talking about that over the last couple of weeks and going, do we push that? Do we not push that? You know, I mean, the funny thing is, yes, you're going to see some very familiar faces. You might even see some celebrity faces. But, you know, more than that, you're going to see real people. And, you know, I mean, you know, I know that sounds like the cop-out, but it, it's true. I think, you know, because it's so different, I mean, I think fashion shows, and, and you guys know this, I mean, I do a number of different fashion shows. I think this is the one that truly celebrates real people and, yeah. and seeing them in, in, their best, in their best ways. I mean, Bradley also was kind enough for us a couple years ago to march the runway, and, you know, he's marching down and, and the best of, of fashion. So, I mean, I think the experience for people is not just that they get to see a show, they're seeing the best spring trends and the best clothes, but they're seeing them on, on real body types and real people. I do, I do want to add this, because I think sometimes, especially when all of the information we get about or the, the sort of what we see of fashion shows typically comes out of like New York Fashion Week and that kind of thing, and it can seem kind of intimidating, but Grant Whitaker, I've been to your fashion shows before, and they are, if nothing else, just uh, like a production and a party. And well, so and people I appreciate shouldn't, that. People and, you know, I mean, the thing is, the truth is, you know, fashion is an art form. I mean, it's a true, it's a living art 
perform, and sometimes people forget about that. And, you know, my world's kind of crossed between everything from craft councils to, you know, high-end designers to personal clients to makeover columns, things like that. And it's you have to kind of cross that bridge that you have to have for each individual. And the nice thing about that is fashion is a trend. It's always a trend that's ongoing, but you can be the individual that kind of discovers your own way into that art form. Mm. Can you talk, uh, Grant, uh, if you guys are just joining us, by the way, we're talking to Grant Whitaker about Ready or Hot Fashion Meets Passion for Planned Parenthood. It takes place Thursday, next Thursday, February 22nd, over at International Market Square. Um, can you talk a little bit about the speaker that you guys have on tap? Because she has a very fascinating story. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, we, you know, each year we, we kind of now we, we're kind of bringing in ambassadors now that, you know, for our fourth year, this is our fifth year now this year celebrating that. You know, we're trying to bring in different ambassadors that we feel like embodies that ready or hot brand. Naya Kim is, is our model slash ambassador. She has a huge presence right now. I mean, she's been noted by everybody from Team Vogue and on. But her story is she's a Sudanese model. And she's also an educator. She's also a school teacher. And she was told that there would be no ways and forms for her to be in the industry. And, and she was mocked for her coloration and looked at as being, um, I mean, she was very objectified. Mm-hmm. And she started breaking the molds and saying, no, I am beautiful. And this is my shape size. And this is my color. And there is room for me. And there is a market. And I think we found that that was really impactful and powerful um, and so we're bringing her in as our ambassador that evening to kind of tell the story of Planned Parenthood and share her own story because I think the alignment between the two is so special. You know, and I do, I'll, I'll tell people if, if you don't necessarily rec- recognize the name Nayakim, if you saw a picture of her, you would know who she is. And I did not realize, Grant, is it true that she lives in Minnesota now? She does. So she lives here. And, you know, it's, I mean, that's what's so, I mean, she's such a special individual. I mean, literally, when you, I mean, people who who get involved, I think, in advocacy, you know, there's a certain nature that sometimes comes with them, but you see this individual that walks in, and she really is breathtaking, because Mm -hmm. she's so different, and she's really owned her beauty, and so when she sits down and tells her story, it's amazing, but she is here, and she's focusing on her advocacy, and she is in Minnesota, and she's one of our Twin Cityans. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of nice to have someone that's here that's local that's really kind of making global impact. Can you tell people um, sort of the nuts and bolts of uh, Ready or Hot, how they can uh, be a part of the fun? And there's different ways they can do that at different levels. I mean, you can really, there's an entry point for pretty much everyone. There is. You know, we we decided to do this event at International Market Square because we felt like we wanted everyone to be invited. So there's different ranges of tickets. You know, they when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
range from everything from a lower price point to a higher price point. It's a table, it's a seat, it's standing room, it's a cocktail table. So, I mean, you can come and enjoy the fun, and the way that it breaks up is that everybody feels like they're a part of the event and part of the show. It's a production. You know, I mean, because it's in such a vast space, we go through all the tech, we go through all the screens. I mean, everybody kind of gets a front row view. Um, and if you're interested in coming, you know, you can definitely go to Eventbrite. You can get your tickets. It's super easy. You put in ppmns.org slash ready or hot. If you get a little confused on that information, all you have to do is go to Eventbrite and put in ready or hot. Grant Whitaker, thank you so much for joining us. And um, best of luck to you on this event. And, and I'm very hopeful that you uh, really raise a lot of money for Planned Parenthood and Minnesota yeah. and awareness as well. Yes. And it's well, a great show. Well, and thank you to the both of you. I mean, just ongoing, your show is so special. You guys encompass such a great mission statement. You're such a great pair. So I appreciate you making time for us today. Of thank course. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, Grant. Thanks, Grant. Thank you. We'll talk to you again, I'm sure. Uh, that was Grant Whitaker uh, talking to us about a great event coming up, as Bradley said next Thursday uh, at International Market Square. It's called Ready or Hot, Fashion Meets Passion for Planned Parenthood. If you're wondering, like, a little more nuts and bolts, uh, the ticket price is general admission, about 60 bucks. If you want standing room only, 30 bucks. And uh, even if you can't attend and you just want to support the work that Planned Parenthood does, Mm -hmm. you can uh, head to the website. Again, it's if you go to eventbrite.com and type in Ready or Hot or uh, just head to... Uh, I'll actually put that out on Twitter right now. So there you go. Just go to Twitter. Head to Twitter. Okay. Uh, and, okay, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show every day, we like to take an opportunity, a little breather, uh, to point our fingers at celebrities behaving badly. We call it Douche Lord bags. and Lady D-Bag. Well, occasionally we find one D-Bag to rule them all. <laughs> um, and f- so we have done so in the next segment. There will, will be one single solitary D-Bag betwixt the two of us. And we will reveal who that person is on the other side of this. Stay right where you are, uh, and we'll be back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Wait a minute. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And each day at this time, we like to uh, call out celebrities for behaving badly. Usually we have a couple. We call them our D-bags. But today we have just one. Just one D-bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. And his name is Bradley? Scott Bailey. No, that's what Colleen typed incorrectly on the grid because her uh, autocorrect. Scott Bayo, from, formerly of Charles in Charge. Colleen, we have talked about this story from the beginning. It's um, tragic and sad, but it's getting worse. And it's becoming increasingly um, less possible to think that Scott Bayo is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, during one of our Dirt Alert updates, Holly mentioned that there had been a press conference uh, that featured Nicole Eggert and yet another accuser. And that other accuser is Alexander Polinsky. And you would recognize him if you watched the TV show Charles in Charge. Uh, he was one of the co-stars alongside Nicole Eggert, who was also accusing uh, Scott Bayo of of sexual abuse at the time that they were doing that show. So Alexander Polinsky has also come forward at the time of the show. He was, 
between 12 and 15 years old. So he was a young uh, a young man at the time that they were doing the show, and he alleges abuse at the hands of Scott Bayo that you will not even believe. Let's actually listen to to, to him talking about it, um, and we'll go with that first cut there, Holly. Um, and this is again the this is Alexander Polinsky, a co-star of Scott Bayo and Nicole Eggerts from Charles in Charge. During the first year of the show, I was 11 or 12, I observed Scott with our co-star, Nicole, on his lap backstage. I was so naive, I innocently hopped on his lap, expecting to hear a story about Fonzie or Happy Days. Instead of telling us a story, Scott immediately threw me off him and began angrily calling me faggot, while Nicole laughed. I felt confusion, shame, and then fear when I realized I had judged the situation wrong. I was not innocent. It was sexual in nature. Scott Bayo began a pattern of abuse that was unrelenting. Mr. Bayo repeatedly told me about gay sex acts that he told me I would grow up to perform. At the same time, tried to convince me that I was unlovable, defective, and branding me with the most vulgar words for homosexuals that exist. Scott pulled down my pants in front of over a hundred people. And on another time, he laughed as he cut a hole in the canvas wall of my private dressing room on set and exposed his genitals to me. This is so creepy. Like, you know, it's one thing to think of um, Scott Bayo like being one kind of creep and pervert. But now you realize that Scott Bayo is just like the creepiest of the creepy perverts. Like, right. Like he is all the creeps and perverts. Yeah. So like, I mean, and I don't know why I'm making a distinction. Um, but to me, like, you know, the original story that we heard uh, f- about Scott Bayo was that he was being sexually inappropriate with Nicole Eggert, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, which he denies. He, he denied and said that they had a sexual relationship after she became of age, and that was and like, it was that was the argument that we were all trying to figure out. And we were like, well, you know what? I don't know what benefit Nicole Eggert would have to make that story up. Some people, though, I'm sure said, oh, she's she's just a hot mess and she's just trying to make his life difficult because she's probably bitter and maybe she didn't have the career she wanted. I mean, I can hear the people being you know, ridiculous. But here you have Alexander Polinsky, who, again, explain to me what what motivation would Alexander Polinsky have to come out and make such specific claims against Scott Baio that like on on your best day. You'd be hard pressed to sort of make up like it wouldn't make any sense is what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Can I play devil's advocate here and just give you the argument because I know you'll have an answer for it. This is what people will say. Well, he doesn't have a career anymore, and maybe he just wanted attention. He, he People weren't saying the name yeah. Alexander Polinsky. Well, guess what? They're not saying the name of Scott Bayo either, because Scott Bayo is an unemployed former child actor. So you could make the same argument that Scott Bayo is denying any of this because, you know, he's bitter and has no career. I mean... Again, also, is this how you want to get your name back out there? Nobody, you know, um, nobody... It, it doesn't... Show me the person who has done this, who has made their life better because of it. Mm -hmm. There is no incentive to do this. No. Because I will tell you, I mean, uh, you can hear the fear in his voice. You can hear the the emotion in his voice. Mm -hmm. Again, why would you ever in a million years... Make that up and go forward and do yeah, exactly. And you now have two people. So now you have you have to get me to believe that there are now two people who have uh created corroborating stories 
against one person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, just do some math. Um, this Kind of back to your earlier point, Bradley, about how uh, we were wondering what kind of creeper he was. And you learn there's like a hostility to that. Now, of course, uh, I almost called I keep on almost calling him Charles Scott Bayo has uh, denied all of these allegations. Um, can we, I want to play the the second, there's a second cut mm-hmm. because all of those things that we just heard from Alexander Polinsky, who is the, who played the uh, brother uh, that Charles was in charge of on Charles in charge uh, between the ages of like 11 to 15. He was on that show. Um, this is his voice you're hearing. All of the things you just heard were mostly sexual in nature. Mm-hmm. This next one, you get another kind of view of what kind of abuse um, and the kind of person who Charles Scott Bale was on set. One of the most painful memories of my childhood was when Scott and I were backstage waiting to enter the set for a scene. I faked a basketball to him. He got startled and in anger, he assaulted me by throwing a burning hot cup of tea in my face. I ran from the set crying. Scott later apologized, but the abuse continued. Scott Bayo told me I was never going to be loved by a woman in my life because I was so effeminate. These slurs became a running gag on set and were almost a daily occurrence in public. It was disguised as humor. Sometimes I would get mad, but most times I'd laugh along while choking back tears. Joking, taken to extremes, becomes hazing and over longer periods of time becomes torture. Here's what I want. I want to finally put this behind me. I'm interested in healing for all of us. That includes Scott. I'm praying for him in all of this. I still have hope he can realize his wrongdoings, apologize publicly, and we can all have some healing. In truth, that is all I'm looking for. Not fame, not money, not revenge. Healing. You know, um, it's interesting. We just got an email from Sonia, one of our listeners, who said, I'd love to hear from Charles' sidekick, played by Willie Ames, regarding these claims. I have a laundry list of people I would love to hear from. And Willie Ames is on that list. Well, Willie Ames is slightly unhinged right now. uh, Well, actually, I think he's maybe in a much better place than he has previously been. Um, But you'll remember, of course, that uh, he, you know, like basically... um, was like homeless for a while mm-hmm. um, and had a really rough go of things. So, you know, I always would have just assumed like, d- was he even, does he remember much of what mm-hmm. went on during those times? Right. But yeah, certainly there are people that were on the set. So I, I the other I, daughter, Josie Davis, I would love to hear what she has to say. Yeah. This is not hard. Like, um, again, if it's one person, okay, it's he said, she said, you can make up your own mind. When it's two people, okay, so. Are they telling the same story? What motivation would they have to conspira- uh, create a conspiracy to lie mm-hmm. about something? You, you know, unless you have proof of that, most likely the reality here is that Scott Bayo was a very different person during the filming of Charles in Charge than most of us thought. And the fact that Scott Bayo so vociferously denies any wrongdoing or inappropriate behavior makes me just suspect that he's not being truthful. Right. Let's just hear lastly from uh, Nicole Eggert during this press conference that was held yesterday with their lawyer, Lisa Bloom. This is 
um, Nicole Eggert talking about the allegations we just heard from Alexander Polanski and her own experience as well. After the incident where Alex walked in on me and Scott being intimate on his lap, this is when all the abuse began. As an adult, I carry huge guilt that I was part of this in any way. I feel horrible and guilty that I didn't stand up for him at the time, but I myself was a child. Whew. It's harder for me to talk about Alex. Alex was consistently picked on, tripped, pushed around, berated with horrendous, horrendous homosexual slurs, all because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time and witnessed something he was not supposed to see. Now, this type of abuse shouldn't happen to anyone, especially kids and in the workplace. And by someone who is in a power position above you, which then makes you feel powerless, our innocence was robbed of us. What was supposed to be the best time of our life was, was a living nightmare. My mission now is to just reach out to anybody. It is never too late to come forward. It is never too late to start your healing process and take care of yourself. That was again. Yeah. Again, like she's actually putting herself in a bad light Mm -hmm. by talking about this Mm -hmm. because she is saying I did nothing in the face of uh, abuse towards Alexander. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what motivation would she have to be like, I was a horrible person mm-hmm. yeah. just so she can like, you know, make Scott Bale look bad. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah, add that up. That doesn't add up. to Yeah. Me. So um, he needs to speak and he needs to address that is Scott Bayo needs to address these issues. Um, and I look forward to hearing his words. Mm-hmm. I won't be reading them on Twitter because, of course, he has blocked me in it. Makes me feel good about myself. That, that is I'm a true blocked story. Blocked by the right people. That and is by a that, true I mean story. The wrong people. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, there's been a lot of conversation about the flu this year. It is, um, I mean, it, it is the flu has been awful. To, to put it mildly. Uh, well, we decided, you know what, we want to talk to somebody who really knows about the flu this year. So we've uh, contacted the Minnesota Department of Health and we are going to have their information officer, Doug Schultz, on the line. Actually, it's going to be somebody else from the Minnesota oh, Department of Health. I apologize. Sorry about that. Uh, no, that's just my fault for not updating. It's Karen Martin is going to be joining us okay. today and uh, she's going to have all of our answers to questions about this particular flu season. Also, I'm blocked by Scott Bayo on Twitter. I had no idea. I think just by association, huh? On the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, would you introduce our next guest? Yeah, so, um, you know, this particular flu season has been crazy. And I thought to myself, we need to get somebody on who can answer the questions that everyone has. Why does this flu seem like the worst? Uh, in a while. And to that end, we have spokesperson for the Minnesota Department of Health, Karen Martin, with us. Karen, thanks for being with us today. You're very welcome. So now, can you just answer that generic, uh, g- general question? Why does it seem like this year in particular is a very bad year with the flu? 
Well, because it is a very bad year with the flu. Um, you know, we have different indicators that we have to look at to I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Kind of give us a sense of how bad or how severe a season is. And some of those have um, have given us some, uh, some very good indication that it is quite a severe season. So I can tell you for the one thing uh, that we just uh, released today is our data um, regarding hospitalizations due to influenza. Mm -hmm. And we have now surpassed what was our record uh, number in the 14-15 season of hospitalizations due to flu. And this year we've had over 4,200, and it's only February. So I can tell you it's going to get worse. What is typically the uh, range of the flu season? Like when does it start? When does it typically end? Well, um, flu circulates at, at low levels pretty much all year round, but it really starts to pick up um, in the fall and goes through the spring. So we say um, most of our surveillance is conducted between October and May, um, but peak season usually happens between December and March. Okay, so uh, this is the thing I get I get from people that I hear all the time when they say, well, I got my flu shot, I should be fine. Or they'll say, I got my flu shot and I still got the flu. Can you explain the relationship of the flu shot to the strain of flu that we're experiencing? Sure, sure. Well, and, and just, to, just to clarify, you cannot get the flu from the flu shot. Um, it is for, not a live vaccine, so there's you. nothing you in it that. that can actually cause the flu. Um, but second of all, I mean, we do wish that we had a better influenza vaccine. Um, but what we found out today to sort of add to our knowledge of how well it protects against influenza is we have some, some data that came out for, from CDC, so the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that uh, tells us kind of how effective it was or has been so far this season. And overall, um, it's prevented about a, a third of cases of influenza, so about 36% effective. Which, you know, overall, you're like 36. That doesn't sound like much at all. But at the same time, when you think of how many thousands of cases of influenza there are in Minnesota each year, that's preventing a lot of disease and potentially preventing hospitalizations and deaths, too. Well, and um, the little tidbit that I heard, and maybe you can help me understand this better, was that um, it actually was about a third with the strain of flu that they were expecting. But now there's another strain of flu. Uh, that's emerging that might, you might have a might better, be better, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so there's usually more than one strain of flu circulating at the same time in the United States and all over the world. So um, the main strain that we have seen so far this season has been influenza A, H3, which um, tends to have sort of the worst efficacy for a variety of reasons um, against, um, you know, the strain the vaccine has sort of the worst efficacy against that strain. So that was about 25%. Um, but in addition to H3, um, there's also been two other strains circulating. One, is uh, influenza A H1, and the other is influenza B. And um, although we've seen very low levels of influenza A H1, 
we are starting to see an increase in influenza B. And actually, that's fairly typical for this time of year, usually late winter, early spring. We do see an increase in B, so um, so that's not unusual. And the good thing is is that efficacy for B is higher, and that's about 42%. So, and that, that um, means get your shot uh, if you haven't done so already. Yeah, you- yeah. So again, you know, it's not, uh, it, we certainly wish it, it could be better, but the vaccine is so safe, you can't get the flu from it. And really, um, you know, if, if you get sick or your child gets sick, you know, you really want to believe that you've done all you can. Um, I can give you a little update. We did just release some influenza numbers today, and unfortunately, it's always so sad when we hear about this, but we did have an additional three pediatric, so Mm. children who died with the flu uh, reported to us in this past week. So that is another reminder that, um, you know, even even at this point, if you have not gotten your children vaccinated, please go out and do so. The vaccine is actually a little bit more effective for children. Okay, Karen, so that actually was, uh, that leads right into my question, which was number uh-huh. one, because I've heard the myth before that like there's, that there's such a thing as it is getting the vaccine too late in the season. Uh-huh. That's not true. No, Correct. no, it's it's really not. And we see we see influenza cases in May, in June. So I mean, it's really not too late. It's and certainly not now. Um, we're really just kind of. I mean, we're at peak activity. We may be starting to see things go down, but essentially, we're only halfway through. Right. So um, and you know, forty two hundred hospitalizations already, and four pediatric deaths. I mean, that's a lot to come. Yeah. <laughs> so and then my my it's second certainly qu- not too late. My second question is, how young can you vaccinate for the flu. Uh, six months and older. Okay. okay. There you so, go. Um, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Karen Martin from the Minnesota Department of Health about this particular flu season. Um, are there any just other general myths or, you know, pieces of information floating out there that you would like to help dispel? I imagine in your line of work, you see this regularly. Yeah. You know, there, there are some, I think the, can you get the flu from the flu shot is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, can you get it too late? Um, there's another um, a thought out there and it's, I don't know if I would call it a myth, but some people are concerned that um, if they get the flu shot too early, that it's not going to protect them throughout the whole season. And there are some data out there that suggests that there might be some um, waning of immunity after a few months. But we really encourage people to get, I mean, certainly you could get it now if you wanted. But in the fall, um, when, you know, a lot of people are getting it and people are thinking about getting a flu shot, we really encourage people not to wait because um, we we never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a relatively early season um, this year. So, uh, you know, we encourage people to get um, evac- get vaccinated when they can, when they're thinking about it, because if they wait, they might just forget and not come back in to do it, and then you're not protected the whole season. And so, what- yeah, and I was just going to say one thing I, I I always think about is like um, even like any risk of like it waning is mm-hmm. outweighed by the risk of not getting the flu shot. To right. Begin we with. certainly would prefer yeah. that you have some immunity, <laughs> some immunity as versus none. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of other, um, you know, I'd say another myth that I hear sometimes is that like, oh, you know, well, I heard that the efficacy is so bad. Um, you know, people have been quoting um, the efficacy that has come out of Australia in the past season that, oh, it's only 10% effective. Um, um, we found it to be a little bit more effective here in the U.S. from our data. Um, but there's a sense that, like, well, you know, if it's not 100%, why am I even bothering to get mm. the flu shot? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that, 
yes, you still certainly can still get the flu if you get the flu shot, but even a little bit of protection is better than none. And, um, you know, there are some really good data to suggest that, um, you know, it can be even more efficacious or, you know, more protective when you're thinking about, say, children that die of influenza. Karen, um, thank you so fact, much. Like, we, we, have, have to, we have to we have run. To run. We have just oh, a few okay, seconds. But okay. thank you so much for sharing your, your <laughs> thoughts and welcome. information with us. Thank you, Karen. That was Karen Martin from uh, the Minnesota Department of Health. And we'll be back after this on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1.